welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I'm one of the three hosts, Mr. Ron G, waiting on the arrival of my two comrades, Mr. Brandon and or <laughs> Kurt. I uh, hope you guys had a great week. We've been missing in action for a little bit, but uh, bringing it back home today. And we'll kind of explain what's been going on, why, uh, why we were out of sync for a bit. But uh, glad to be back today, and i uh, got a very special guest coming on today. Can't wait to uh, dive into that. And, of course, we'll be going through the regular stuff that we do here, the uh, breakdown for uh, Forbidden Door, given our predictions on that. We're going to review uh, Monday Night Raw and the very first episode of Collision. We're not going to review the uh, the episode from last night. We're going to sit here and we're going to go through the very first episode and um then we're going to give our predictions as i said on on forbidden door and uh all that other stuff and much more welcome to the show mr brandon what's going on sir hey what's going on man how you feeling turn my phone up there we go that's better now i should be able to hear you better now what's going on kurt good afternoon how are you Good, good, good. It's good to be back. Hill Club in the house. <laughs> What's up, Hill Club? Oh, man. Long time no see, fella. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Oh, man. So, Kurt, how was your week, man? How did, how's everything been going? It's great. My son turned five on Friday. So we had a big birthday party at the zoo yesterday with family. Oh, yeah. Good turnout. We, right. we enjoyed itself. And everybody else enjoyed itself as well. Big five. Big five. School starts. Now you get to have the real fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, shout how about you, man? How have you been? Uh, yeah, well, first, shout out to Nephew. Happy birthday. And um, I, I'm, I'm doing okay. okay. I'm doing okay. I'm good. 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 I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, and, and, and happy birthday to little man as well. I'm sorry I didn't say that. Um, things have been going pretty good for me. I can't complain. Uh, work has been really busy, but it's made the day go by faster. It hadn't been too crazy. Um, so, you know, no complaints there. Uh, trying to check Adam should have joined us by now. Give me just a minute. What's going on, Faye Heaven? Hey, I'm sorry. I do not know how to say that, but... Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Oh, man. I believe. Whoops. Give me one second. I think he just. No, nothing yet. I'm trying. There it is. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if that is Adam or not. I don't know because it looks like they asked to join, but. Anyway, um, trying to join. Okay, so here's what I got to do. Let me invite you in. Whoops. All right. Adam, is that you? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, finally. Hey. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? All right, doing good, doing good. Good. Adam, let me introduce you to uh, the other two hosts of the show, uh, Brandon and Kurt. Uh, Kurt, I've known for quite a while. Um, I got to know Brandon over the weekend of uh, StarCast. He came up with me and Kurt, and uh, that was the genesis of this being rebranded as a wrestling podcast. All right. 
So Hey guys, how are y'all? Good, hey, how are you doing? Oh, doing all right, man. Well, Adam, do me a favor. Uh I I know I know you and I know what you do, but uh give the folks listening and uh Kurt and Brandon here a little rundown of, of what it is you do. Tell them about Adam. Hey, um first of all guys, condolences. Um understand that there was a passing in your family um recently here, so wanted to give you guys my condolences on that. Um first time on here, you guys can hear me okay, everything sounds good? Yes, sir. Yes. Good deal. Thank you. Um, I am, uh, uh, basically the play-by-play production guy for, um, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Um, a mutual friend of Ron's and, and mine had tagged us in a Facebook post a couple years ago. It was like, hey, Ron likes wrestling. You like wrestling. You guys could be buddies. <laughs> and, and that and was exactly how, how it was, too. Yeah, no doubt. So, so, uh, shout out to, uh, Christine for that hookup there. So, um, but yeah, so I do the, um, I've been in independent wrestling now for about 13 years, I guess. Um, I really, I wasn't that type of person and I should have, but I did not, um, write down the first date that I did a show. So it was one of those things where I just didn't, um, I really didn't keep track of it. I probably should have, but just wasn't on my brain to do it then. So, um, but I handle the, uh, video production, live event production there at the show and do uh play by play. Um, commentary on the events as well, um, that sort of thing. So I've been doing that with uh, Southern Fried since 2017. So I uh, have been there. And then before that, I was with a company called NWA Atlanta, uh, which was based out of Locust Grove, Georgia. Um, and the new company, the company I'm working for now, Southern Fried, is based out of Monroe, Georgia, which is out near Athens. So I'm kind of where we're at there. So we do all, all of our shows based out of a uh, – out of a boys and girls club that we donate money to, uh, to rent the building. Um, nice little charity thing that we do there every month when we come to do our shows and, um, we enjoy doing it for the fans and all, but Southern fried is, has been in business now for 11 years. And so, uh, they've been, uh, been part of the Monroe and Walton County community for a very long time. Uh, our ownership changed a few years ago when the original owner of the company had passed away. Um, with, uh, after a short bout of cancer. Um, but it was a local, uh, passion project of his and he sold the company to his best friend who's kept it running. So interesting little, uh, little, little family business there, I guess, and a nice thing for the community there in Monroe. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've had the opportunity to go to one of their shows and for me it was, it was, it was great. Um, it was it was wrestling the way I think wrestling ought to be presented. There were clear cut heels and faces. There were uh, issues at stake uh, for for the setting of each match. So it's a it's a really good vibe up there. And Adam, we we plan on coming up there at some point as a trio and, and taking in the show. Nice man, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to say something here from the get go. All of your people that are listening to this show are fans of professional wrestling. No matter where you live, I know Monroe may be far away for you guys, but no matter where you live, there is a wrestling company that runs shows. I almost guarantee it within an hour's drive of where you live. And this is the the lifeblood of the business. This is where people learn to, uh, to come up in the business and to learn their craft and to hone their craft. It is basically the minor leagues, if you will, but it is developmental and it's what WWE and all elite wrestling and impact and the national wrestling Alliance 
it's this portion of the business that those guys look to to find new talent coming into the business. Don't forget that there is NXT and that they're pulling people from college sports in NXT, but there's guys in NXT that have come through this. Even former Southern Fried tag champ Ben Buchanan is down there at NXT now. And so you've guys like that that have been through the independent scene here in Georgia that are working on television right now every Monday night, Wednesday night, Saturday night, Friday night, Tuesdays, whenever. Uh, there's guys in those. But there is an independent wrestling company near where you live, something uh, uh, wrestling with my thoughts podcast listener go find a place to go watch independent wrestling it's the lifeblood of the business and you will have a, a great time and you will spend your money will be well spent so how often do you run shows at uh, southern Pride? uh we try to do two weekends a month uh, usually the first and third saturdays uh, of every month um this next month is a little weird with some things going on uh, with NWA tapings that some of our guys aren't going to be able to be there, I believe, on the fifth, whatever the third weekend is. I believe it's the 15th. Uh, so we're running the July 1st show and then July 22nd. But okay. normally it's the first and third Saturdays just so we can have a regular set schedule with our events. Okay, um, sounds good. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And we're, you can find us on Facebook and uh, social media, Twitter, um, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Uh, you can find us there on all those uh, Facebook is where we do our events and things like that. So you can find out about our upcoming shows uh, on our Facebook page and see information on what the matches are going to be, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's 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 uh, to to echo what Adam said. Um, definitely find a local promotion and uh, check out their events. Um, I found one locally here to me, although I haven't seen them run a run an event in a couple of months here. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but, um, yeah, find somebody local. I got a chance to see the last local show I went to. I got a chance to see Devon's kids, uh, in a tag match. And what clued me into it at first, I, I couldn't quite hear the introductions, but what clued me into it at first, they threw up the 3d sign and I looked at it. I'm like, wait a minute, they're throwing up the 3d. And then they did something else. I think they did the, uh, the head to nut uh, spot, uh, head headbutt to nut spot from the top rope or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, that might be Devon's kids. And then all of a sudden they did it. They did the get the table spot, and that was it. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out your local spots. Um, Adam, what about your fandom? When did, when did you first start watching wrestling? Um, I'm going to date myself. I'm 48. Um, so I was watching – uh, wrestling with my grandparents back at 605 on TBS. Uh, when I'd go to visit, grandpa would have it on and see Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen and those guys on TV back then. And, um, back in the old days when Joe Petticino used to have all those syndicated shows <laughs> back on channel 36, mind you, before it switched over to channel 69. Yep. That's old school right there. And so we could watch Joe Petticino there and, and all that kind of stuff. We'd watch those matches and, uh, man, it was just, it was whatever you could absorb. Um, I, I watched that stuff. I watched a lot of WWF when it was on. Uh, but man, just watching all those different territories and seeing, you know, world class on TV, what turned into the UWF and, uh, the stuff in, uh, in, in Georgia and you'd see the syndicated show from, uh, from the Carolinas. All that stuff, man. I'd, I'd be watching TV on Saturday nights from 
you know, eight o'clock at night until, you know, as long as I could stay up. It was crazy. Absolutely. So I'm for, I'm 49. I'll be fitted this year. Yeah. We definitely grew up in the, the greatest time of wrestling. <laughs> I, I agree the with greatest. that. The greatest. I agree with that. Um, Unfortunately, I'm too young to remember all that. I came, I, I, I came up in the Monday Night Wars, mind you. Oh, you I, I, so, I used to look forward to Joe Pettisino the 24 hours uh, once a year on Saturday that he showed every promotion throughout the country. I loved it. And I tried to stay up as long as I could to watch all of them. Yeah, I got, oh, yeah. I got in trouble many a mornings in church for falling asleep thanks to Joe Pettisino. <laughs> yep. I mean, exactly. we've we've talked about it here on the show before, Adam. It, it like you say, at six oh five, we were there in front of the TV set when W or before it was WCW, when it was just uh, uh, NWA wrestling. We would watch that, and then at eight oh five, once the the six oh five show went off, we immediately tr- turned it to thirty six to hear "I Need a Hero" by uh, oh, damn, I can't remember her name now. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, to watch Joe Pettisino and Superstars of Wrestling. As Kurt just said, you saw everything. You saw the guys that were uh, running the local arenas, but you also saw the guys that were running the local armories. And it was all good. Um, I can't think of anything bad that came out of uh, Superstars of Wrestling with Joe Pettisino, God rest his soul. Well, I mean, it was a great programming idea for 36. They were just getting... They were getting the hour local TV that each individual territory was running. And Pettisino was smart enough to know that there was value in that as a program. And he'd come on and that, that gave WATL 36 and then Channel 69. It gave those those TV stations product to, that were going to bring in advertising money for their station. And that was a great idea. And, uh, you know, he, he caught on to a wrestling hotbed here in Georgia. And I don't there can't be any other place in the country that got that. Yeah, I can't absolutely. think of it. I've never heard of anything like that. I mean, I I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to ask somebody from another part of the country, but you know, they might have gotten the WWE stuff that they did once they went national. They might have gotten that weekly TV show, but there probably wasn't somebody in Dallas that was watching Mid South or Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling. Yeah, that probably wasn't on television anywhere. So, yeah. you know, we got that thanks to Joe, and I mean, it was it was an incredible childhood, man. I, I remember seeing. Guys like Missing Link and Percy Pringle and Rick Rude and the Von Ericks and all that stuff growing up and just seeing all these different, all these different cats and Dingo Warrior back in the day and all that stuff. And that's, that's where you just kind of got onto it. And, you know, I fell off when I got into high school and, and didn't watch it very much then, but after high school got back into it and just started watching again. So, you know, it, it was, it's what it was, man. It was just something cool to watch on TV, man. It was larger than life. Absolutely. And then he showed the Portland territory where you had Billy Jack Haynes out there, who was a big superstar. And then you had Buddy Rose out there as well. So just seeing that, you know, on that show and then watching them come to um, Crockett and then AWA, you already knew where they were because of Joe Pettisino's stuff. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. And then when you saw those guys up on on Vince's programming, then you knew that it was, they knew that those guys were good. Absolutely. You'd see and Rick Rude and those guys show up and all, and, yeah. you know, to, to, to see all that, man, it was just, it was just really cool, uh, to see those guys make their way up to the big time like that. Oh yeah. It was, it was wild when, when I saw the ultimate warrior for the first time and I'm like, wait a minute, that kind of reminds me of that dude over in WCCW called the Dingo Warrior. 
<laughs> yep. Little yeah, did my young young mind know at the time it was the same damn dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. And uh yeah, man, rest in peace to to Percy Pringle. That was my first introduction to what would later be known as Paul Bearer. Um that whole gimmick he had was just it sticks out in your mind because it, it just it, it was so flamboyant. It was so crazy that you just remember it. Now, I am, me personally, um, I'm very thankful that I got to see the WCCW territory, um, to see the Von Erics, um, and, and I, I guess you would say their prime. Um, unfortunately, m- most of them were cut down in what would have been their prime. Um, yeah. And then you brought up the missing link. I absolutely loved the missing link and you talk about a transformation i can't remember his real dewey i can't remember his last name robertson thank you if you see him in his pre missing link days you'll look at the pictures of the missing link and go how (laughs) i mean it's just it's it's a complete 180 degree turn um and you bring up names like iceman king parsons and uh, the great Kabuki and you know the Freebirds. Oh my gosh, the Freebirds and 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 uh, and Von Eric feud. Uh, you just go on and on and on with all this stuff. Um, a lot of you guys may not realize this, but the old the old manager, Playboy Gary Hart, he was the Booker at Oh gosh, man, great, great manager, great, great. So somebody he, else that was underrated was Eric Emery. I think Eric Emery was grimly underrated. Yes. Extremely underrated. Agreed. Agreed. So Adam, just a quick question, man. Um, going back to what you do, how did you, how did you find your way into the wrestling business? How did, how did that come about? So this is, uh, you know, this is your, your fandom where you talk about what you grew up watching and everything. And I saw an advertisement for a wrestling show, an independent show that was happening near my house in Stockbridge that the Rock and Roll Express were coming to. Um, had never met those guys, you know, they didn't live here in Georgia at the time. And so they were just kind of a thing. Hey, I'm going to this show and seeing the rock and roll express. I don't care what's going on that day. That's where I'm going to be. I uh, got to go see them do a match and, uh, uh, have a cage match that night at the show and got their autographs and got to meet them. And the buddy of mine who went to the show, his wife worked with the lady that owned the company oh, wow. and. They had no idea that she had owned a pro wrestling company. She kayfabed it at her shoot job, as the uh, as the wrestlers will say. And so, no one at work knew that she owned a wrestling company. And so, her and the her and her partner that owned the wrestling company they, they owned a gymnasium as well. And um, they uh, they they were doing the show. And so, her husband, my buddy, had gotten into it uh, for a while doing some creative stuff with them. And the guy that was their play-by-play person uh, did not like how they were doing some of the shows, and they would get into arguments a lot, and they were getting ready to fire him, but they didn't have anybody to replace him. And so my buddy Robert had said, um, hey, uh, my friend Adam, who comes to the shows, he used to do sports talk radio. Uh, it'd be something I'm sure he'd love to do. If you want me to ask him, I will, and you can get rid of this pain in the butt. And so uh, that happened. And so went and did commentary for a while. They actually, at one point, if you can believe such a thing, would do commentary over the PA system with the live crowd there where the crowd could hear the PA. And um, you don't really think about it, but it is one of the worst things to try and do at a a live event. (laughs) 
Um, I was terrible at it because my conditioning was to call it like a sporting event. And you had to also kind of, you had to act like a moron because if a heel cheated, like say the referee's back was turned and you're on the microphone talking about the heel hit the guy with a, with a club or the heel hit him in the crotch with a shot and the referee's back was turned, you make the referee look like an idiot because he can hear what you're saying over the PA, but he still has to act like he didn't see it. (laughs) So either the referee's got to look like an idiot. (laughs) You just made my day with that one. (laughs) So it's the most – I mean, it's it's just – terribly difficult to do because you got to keep cover for what's happening in the ring, but then you got to act like you didn't see what just happened. So it made it extremely difficult for the, not really difficult for the heels to cheat, but then you make, like I said, you can either talk about it or don't talk about it, but either you or the referee is going to look like a moron for missing it. And it, it was just terrible. So finally we switched over to doing video that way the commentary wasn't over the PA system and it made for a much easier job at that point. So yeah, that was an interesting couple of months for sure. Cause the only thing in my mind right now is the referee looking like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, the referees, you know, it was a typical a tag team match. You know, it's not like watching AEW where there's interference every 30 seconds in a match. And it's like a referee's got his back turned while a heel team double teams the guys in the corner. And then, um, you know, when that happens and you're talking about what's happening behind the referee's back, the referee's got to look like, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, it was not fun doing that stuff. And then you had some of the bad guys that would scream at you because you were telling on them. And, yeah, it was, uh, you know, good times. But you you learned it's part of the progression. You got to learn how to do it. So <laughs> I can only imagine, say, you know, saying that over the loudspeaker. And then, I, I mean, I can imagine because nobody, nobody who thought that, uh, hey, why don't we do commentary over the loudspeaker and give the fans something to hear? They thought they were doing something good, right? Yeah. Nobody stopped to think about what you just said. Oh. oh, and the heel hits it. Oh, he hits him with a billy club up inside the head, and the ref's like, come on, dude. Let me do my job. Well, you think about it when you're a fan and you're sitting out in the audience. Like, if you guys have ever been to a Monday Night Raw, you've always sat in the audience and, and you're, you know, you're just kind of dealing with what's happening in the ring. If you're not close, like if you're at State Farm Arena or sitting in the, in the 200 section, it's hard to kind of keep track of what's going on, especially when they show backstage segments or whatever. And I've always thought that the WWE had their app that you should be able to live stream commentary when you're in the building. You know, where you might give here like a, like an old school baseball game where you sit at the baseball game listening to the play by play on the transistor radio. You could sit there and listen to the commentary during the show to know what's going on. And, you know, that's one of those things where you just, you think about, you think it'd be cool to be able to hear until you realize, eh, maybe it's not so cool to hear. So, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, it's, it's good if you, if you've got a crowd that doesn't know what's going on or doesn't know who's bad guys or good guys or whatever, but, you know, if you've got a consistent show, everybody knows. You know, it's it's the it's the guy's job to get over when they go out to the ring. So, you know, they're supposed to know what they're doing when they walk through the curtain. Gotcha, gotcha. And so you yeah. did that until you got linked up with Southern Fried? 
Uh, yeah, I worked with um, NW Atlanta for about five or six years. Okay. Um, and then uh, they closed down for a while, and um, they sold the. They ended up selling the uh, the ring and all the barricades and everything to the person that owned Southern Fried. And he said, "Do you guys know anybody that does video stuff?" And they said, "Our old video guy isn't doing anything right now." And you know, you, if you give him a call, and that's kind of how it worked. Nice. They they weren't doing they weren't doing any videos back then, and um, you know they wanted to improve improve their live event experience uh, as far as the the speaker system goes, the music, the production value, all that kind of stuff. And so they brought me in uh, brought me in to do that. So okay. and, uh, it's been a it's been a great uh, a great journey with that company. It's been fantastic to work for. Um, I really only do one company. A lot of independent guys going out and doing two or three shows every weekend um you know i just focus on southern fried and do that so Good. it's a nice uh nice uh, nice company to work for i really enjoy it david manders the owner has been great to me charles anschutz the previous owner was awesome to me as well and uh it's it's a family yeah i, I do have a question oh go ahead yeah. go ahead i'm just curious how did y'all come up with the name southern fried wrestling I think that's one of the best names in sports ever. <laughs> Southern Pride. You know, I really have no idea. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Our old, our owner Charles, the guy that comp- that, uh, that started the company, man, that was his that was his baby. I mean, I'm sure it had something to do with food. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what it was. You know, it's like it's kind of like the 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 original posters when they first started the company was wrestling the way it should be. And he grew up, he's a little bit older than us, and he grew up watching the same stuff we just talked about watching. And uh, that's kind of how he wanted to promote his company was kind of an old school, old school mentality. And uh, our um, our creative people, our students of the game, the guys that, that set up the, the matches and things like that, they're, um, they're, uh, they're old school. They've been in the business for a long time, and, and they have those type of values too. Um, that, that it's just not, um, crash TV type stuff where it's flips and dives and everything like that. There's, there's genuine psychology brought into the matches and storyline and storytelling that takes months, if not years to, to hash out. Um, you know, that's what's great about this is everything's episodic, uh, with regards to our shows. We may have one or two spot matches that are there that are just kind of, we're trying to test the guy out and see how he does in the, with the crowd. Or test the guy out and see how he does against this against a particular opponent, um, that sort of thing. But for the most part, every match has a reason to be on the card, and that's that's a nice thing. Is that everything's there for a reason, storyline wise, and to uh, to advance something happening at the next show, and and further on than that, actually. I know when uh, when I came to the show, there there's two people that stuck out in my mind the show that I went to. And one, of course, is Michael Judas, um, simply because of his size. Uh, he was good yeah. in the ring. But the other guy that stuck out to me that I, I liked because he had a lot of personality, I liked his look, was Strychnine. Yeah. Um, I, I just liked his look. I liked the, the, the charisma he came with. The match was good. Um, and I've, I've wanted to see more. I just haven't had a chance to get up there. Um, Adam and to Adam's credit, he's offered to take me up there a couple of times, uh, or whatever. And, um, we'll, we'll get up there because I definitely enjoy the product and 
as far as I'm concerned, the one show that I did see, it is wrestling the way it was meant to be. Um, like Adam said, there's, this, this stuff makes sense. There's just not, you know, hey, I, I, I can do a flip off the top rope, so I'm going to do it. But it makes no sense within the context of the match. No, these guys seem to have taken their time and have put together good matches, good psychology. And it's, it's, it's a throwback. And I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, we, we, I appreciate that. Um, if, if you don't recognize the name Michael Judas, um, he's, he's been in professional wrestling now for quite a while. Um, Michael Judas actually was, uh, originally an NWA wild side, uh, guy back at the, uh, the fabled landmark arena. Um, he became part of the original group that was with TNA, um, uh, with NWA TNA. Um, he worked and wrestled as, uh, as Murphy. Um, he was part of a tag team with Murphy and Gunner with Gunner, um, Oh gosh, I can't think of the guy's last name. Sorry, it's Chad Leo is his, uh, is his real name, but he wrestled as Gunner and he was part of the Murphy and Gunner tag team. And he now works for the uh, National Wrestling Alliance, uh, on their, uh, on their pay-per-views and their YouTube show as, uh, Judeus. And he is managed by, uh, the sinister minister, James <laughs> Mitchell. Um, and so they're, they're active on NWA, uh, right now, actually. And, uh, Sal Renaro is his tag team partner with the, uh, Sinister Minister. And he's actually out with an injury at this point. But, uh, they were both part of the Crockett Cup, uh, pay per view that they did uh, a couple weeks ago as a tag team. So it's pretty cool. All right. But Michael Judas has been out for a long time. I believe it's Judeus on, uh, on NWA. Um, uh, but yeah, he's been around forever. He just won our, uh, our heavyweight championship. He's the first four time champion, um, in Southern Fried history. Um, just won it at our, at our, uh, 10th anniversary show, Shindig, uh, back at first of June. Okay. Yeah. I've got a list of current, yeah. well, it says current champions here and I, but I don't know yeah. how up to date this particular website is, but, mm-hmm. uh, it does show, uh, Michael Ju- Judas as your champion and the, mm-hmm. SFCW Classic Champion, Nick Halen. Yes. All right. And Tag Team Champions are Strict Nine and Sunny Days. Yes. All right. And your Women's Champion is Brooklyn Creed. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So this is up to yep. date. Okay. Yep. I don't know who sends that stuff into cage match, but God bless them because they get it up really quick. It's wild. Nice. Okay. Are you looking at a cage match? Yeah, that's actually, that's, yep. that's actually where I'm at, yes. Cage Match does a fantastic job. Like I said, I have no idea who sends that stuff in, but it's almost like they have it up before our shows are over. Shout out to Cage Match, then. Good job on Cage Match. Absolutely, yes. Good job, fellas. The guys over in Germany are killing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we all know that Forbidden Door is coming up tonight. Yes. And later on, me, Kurt, and and Brandon are going to give our predictions on uh, on Forbidden Door. But before uh, before you get out of here, I wanted to to run through the matches and see who you've got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what to expect now with that laugh. No, I, it's, um, it's a it's a weird thing, man. This is one of those, um, you know, the Forbidden Door thing is one of those. Shows it just kind of seems not necessarily thrown together, but it's, it's really hard to say. But yeah, kind of is. Um, you know, they end up with okay, who can come over to the United States and wrestle for a weekend or, or for a week and come to Toronto for a while and do this and that and that kind of thing. And it, everything just kind of seems like 
you know, it's just kind of a thrown together at the last minute. Um, a lot of famous names from New Japan guys that are coming over for this show. And, uh, it's, uh, like I said, it, and it's just, it's a weird pay per view, but there's going to be some amazing wrestling tonight. That's for sure. I, I hope so. So Adam, so, Adam, we do keep score. So I'm going to keep scoring on your prediction. Okay. <laughs> I got you. So do we know is ghetto or is, uh, or is Tony Khan booking tonight? <laughs> That's a very <laughs> good question. Which ghetto he is. <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, all right. All right. So first up is the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega, the champion, taking on Will Ospreay. Who do you have in that one? Uh, I think that Osprey is going to take it. Okay. All right. Next up, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Um, that is the main event, but I think it's going to be a double DQ probably, or at least a DQ. Interesting. I think you'll probably see the Blackpool Combat Club come in and interfere at some point. I just, I don't see those, those three guys staying out of this matchup. I'd love to see this match go 30, 35 minutes of these two just wrestling, uh, but I'm not entirely sure. I think this is going to be one of those overbooked matches. We'll have to see. I sincerely hope not. Yeah, same here. I hope not. All right, the AEW World Championship, MJF, who, of course, is the champion, versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, for those of you that are going to buy the pay-per-view tonight, that is the first matchup tonight. That is going to be the opening opening match. Um, that is going to be MJF. He's got to keep that title. I don't think he's losing it. All right. Now, here's one that's very interesting to me, and I don't understand it. Um, I've got the for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonata, who is the champion, versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. How in the hell is Jungle Boy going for a heavyweight title? Well, he was at he, um, the last pay-per-view, double or nothing. That's the heavyweight championship as well. So, But I don't think they call yeah. their championship. And, and I realize I'm splitting hairs here. I'm being very, very technical. <laughs> but I don't think they call their championship the heavyweight championship. They just call it the AEW World Championship. Man. Yeah, it's a world. Uh, there's not a, yeah, it's not a heavyweight championship, but yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Sonata retains on this one. I'm just hoping, God bless him. He seems like a nice kid and everything, <laughs> but I, I'm, I want, I'm waiting on a Jack Perry heel turn at this point. Absolutely. Um, I I, heel. yeah, I think going away for a little while and coming back and doing something, I really, I'm not entirely sure. I just, uh, he just seems kind of dull to me. I just, I don't enjoy, I mean, he, it was a cool thing with Luchasaurus. They were a good tag team and all. Um, but they're, they haven't done a very good job of making me care about him as a character. Agreed. Agreed. You know, it's just, I hear this kid, everybody comes in and sings this song and all that's cool, but, um, they haven't really done anything character wise, you know, that says blow me out of the water with him. Um, like I said, he, like I said, he's, he seems like an absolutely nice kid and everything like that, but, uh, it's one of those characters that I, I, if he went away, I would. I don't know that I'd miss him at this point. <laughs> All right, men's went, Owen Hart Cup tournament first round. Uh, CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. Oh, Ron, I want to add something real quick. Yes, sir. Yeah, I feel. If Rey Mysterio can win a world heavyweight title, <laughs> anybody can at this point. All right, all right. That's you, all I had. To, that's you, all I got to say. 
once again, Brandon, Brandon has, has put egg on my face. You're right. <laughs> I didn't do that. Now, I'm just so, listen, Brandon, uh, to be all, to be fair, um, I think that, uh, Ray Mysterio at that point had seen a bottle of creatine a little bit in front of him. Um, I don't know that Jungle Boy has. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, he was bigger. I, I, and I think he's probably bigger than what you think he is, honestly, Jungle Boy being. That's what I mean. But, um, you know, like I said, a heavyweight champion, I don't see it either. I'm with you. I, th- I, I still think Ray, even though it, it does look like Ray was on something, because he was bigger. Yes. I still think that. I don't I don't think he was over 200 pounds. No. Uh, so, no, I don't think. The, I, don't I think, think Jungle Boy is pushing 160 maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. That's if it's a humidity day where his hair is all fizzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so who, who you got with uh, with Punk and Kojima? Um, I think you got to have Punk win. Um, you know, I think you have to at this point. I don't know what they plan. I mean, why is this part of this pay per view? Just because it's in Toronto. I mean, uh, just because it's in Canada, I don't. This is the Forbidden Door. Why is this part of Forbidden Door? This seems like something they they could have every week on on their their four shows. I think uh, you know, Ned, I think it's because it's in Canada, and that's why they're doing. It. I think yeah, but Toronto. I mean, yeah, I guess Toronto cares about Owen Hart, but it just seems like if you had the opportunity, you could have taken some of these eight man tag matches and made them individual matches or tag matches at some point, and not made this part of this this uh, this show, but. It just seems kind of random to have this thrown in as part of the deal. I totally agree. I, totally. Yeah, I, I don't disagree totally with that either. I, I don't think you can have Punk lose at this point, though. No. Not I think the, ma- the match will go less than 10 minutes, though. You may see Kenta interfere if he's going to be there, but I don't think he's part of this uh, part of this show. So. Okay. All right, next up we've got the AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. I think Tony wins. All right. Yeah, I don't. And I and also too that the title belt that Willow has, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the name of the, the title. Strong, strong title. Strong. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Yeah. So that's a that's a pretty cool thing to be coming into this as a dual champion. And is this a champion versus champions match? Are both titles up? No, it's uh, just okay. Tony Storm. Just the AW. Okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I think Tony Storm wins again. There, this isn't the. Uh, I don't think that this is the babyface to to defeat the three heels at this point. Okay. Now this next match, I'm going to get your prediction on the match. Then I'm going to ask you something very specific. Okay. Um, the AEW International Championship four way. You got Orange Cassidy, who is the champion, versus Zack Saber Jr. versus Katsuyori uh, Shibata versus Daniel Garcia. Orange. He beat 21 other dudes, man. He beat 20 <laughs> other dudes. He can't lose just four now. The two hands in his pocket. All right. He's one of the most enjoyable parts of this show. He really is. Every time he comes on my television, I'm happy to see him. And his matches are, are just crazy, but this dude, this guy gets it. 
as much of a gimmick as he has of just being this chill dude and everything like that, he gets it and he understands his character and he understands his role in the show. It's not flippy, crazy, I'm not going to sell after seven super kicks. It's just his thing, and it's so different on this show that it stands out, and it doesn't matter who he wrestles. It's it's the same entertaining stuff, and it's just I, I love it. Well, that is one of my the favorite parts of it. Yeah, because I was going to ask you uh, your take on on Cassidy and his whole gimmick. Um, yeah, per- personal, like I can have fun with wrestling. I'm I'm not such a stick in the mud that I can't have fun with wrestling, but I hate this yeah. gimmick. I hate the I gimmick. Do I hate because I, do I just can't stand it. I just really? like the music. Yeah, I hate it. I hate See, it. for me, it's like. It's a dude that doesn't care. He's wrestling in jeans like he just came off the street. He's got the title belt in a backpack. You come in and his Titantron video is just <laughs> scratches of stuff. Cool picture here, cool video here, stuff. The Titantron video is just hilarious in and of itself. It's great. I hate it. I, I really, it. I really love his entrance music. I hate it. I, hate like, it. I, I catch myself it. <laughs> his entrance music like, is an old pilot like, song, the Jefferson Airplane. His entrance music is a Jefferson Airplane song from the from the early eighties. I'm gonna yeah, download it. it. I hate yeah. all of it. I hate all of it. It's called Jane. It's by Jefferson Airplane, I believe. Now I was humming. I was humming that on my way home from church today. Yes. Like I said, when they do, when they came out, I forget they were at a show in New Jersey. And when uh, Trent's mom pulled up in the minivan and they all got out like they were going to soccer practice, I remember that. That was just amazing. Like I said, that whole the whole part of that, his whole gimmick and everything like that, and every match that he does is is it's different on the card, and that makes him stand out. And that's that's what's great. And so that, that's what I enjoy about it is it makes it great. Okay. And uh, you know, it, it's just it's so different. To me, that I'll watch every single one of his matches, and a lot of these <laughs> matches, I'll just fast forward through them on the DVR. But I'll stop and watch every one of his matches. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, hey, there's something for everybody. Um, Absolutely. Next up is the ten man tag team match. Uh, basically, let's just say the Blackpool Combat Club uh, with well, I've listened to Jim Cornette so much, I almost called him take a shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Ron. Not nah, Ron. Just can't help himself. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I, I can't. Uh, I, I can't even remember how to. How do you say his name? I can't even remember it now. Takeshita. Thank you. Takeshita. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Versus Shada Umino, Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, and Eddie Kingston, or Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii is amazing. My, my guy. Who who you got, Adam? Um, <laughs> I mean, really, I, I think, again, you're going to see, um, oh, gosh, you're going to see the Blackpool Combat Club come out on top with this one, I think. Uh, I just think that that's got to be it. I mean, the only other thing that happens, I think, maybe, um, it's been one of them days, I can't think of the kid's name, uh, Wilta uh, Yuta. I think you to take the pin. If they end up losing, I think you is going to take the pin again. Um, it just seems like the other guys in that group don't want to take a pinfall for anything. So they're going to let the young, they're going to let the young kid take a pinfall in a match. Okay. Um, but I, I think I think the Blackpool guys are going to come out. If they don't come out on top, that tells you what's going to happen in the Daniel Bryan match later on in the night. 
uh, or the Brian Danielson, excuse me. Um, but I think that if, if they end up losing that matchup, you know, you're going to see you to take the pinfall for some reason. Um, they're going to protect the New Japan guys. Gator will always do that. Um, but you'll end up, if they end up, if the, if the Young Bucks and, and the Elite end up winning this matchup, you're just going to take the pinfall after everybody hits their finisher on them probably. Okay. But you're going to have a lot of stuff happen off camera because they're not going to be able to keep up with what's going on outside the ring. But, you know, it's going to be a wild brawl for sure. What's what's the over-under on Moxley getting blood? <laughs> uh, on the way down the stairs into to, uh, part of the entrance, right. I guess. Probably. Right, he's coming down, he's coming down the, the ramp and blading in full display. He might go Sandman and just crush the water bottle on his forehead and just be bleeding <laughs> before he hits before he hits the floor. I was about to say, what's the over? What's the over on? What's the over under on, on exactly when in the match? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of when. Is it going to be in? The, is it going to be in the first thirty seconds or the first ten minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I tell you, but it's um, you know, like I said, there's there's so much stuff going on that they can't keep up with what's happening on the on. I I feel for the guys that are doing commentary during those type of matches, especially with ten dudes out there plus whatever referee is going to be doing. Um, I can't imagine trying to keep up with that match. It's going to be incredible. There's one, if there's one man that keep up with the commentary, it's as caliber because he talks at 100 miles an hour. Well, you know something, too, and I'm going to mention this to you guys. If y'all have watched Collision, this tells you how good of a group of guys that Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis are. There's so much of a, of a night and day difference between what they do and what happens on Wednesday night. That um, you know, it's it's just incredible. I love them on commentary. Agree. Yes. I really do. Agree. I really do. And Kevin Kelly's probably going to be a part of this because he's done stuff for New Japan as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, both of those guys are, are professionals, and they are uh, they're incredible. Um, I I don't need to know the French name for whatever armbar that that, that Caliber is going to call. I don't. He grinds on me on commentary. I just don't. I don't get it. So yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, he talks to me. He just he just talks entirely too much. Well, I don't know that. I I think that you know. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he's part of the pro wrestling gorilla bunch that's out of uh, California. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, I think I think that he did commentary by himself, so oh. he's used to only talking by himself. But okay. you know, he's been part of AEW now for five years, four years now. Um, you know, it's just, he talks a lot, but then there's more people there than really should be there. A two-man booth is, is about all that you need. A third person really has to know what they're doing to not stumble over everybody else. You guys are three people that talk on a podcast, and you have to give each other space and time to do it. And it's hard to do, man, calling three with three people at once. And then you have the guest commentator out there every other every other match doing something, and uh, that's it's hard to keep track of. It's hard. You have to be a, a very good broadcaster to be able to to guide through and to keep everybody in order and to steer the ship to have that many people with microphones. Gotcha. Because I didn't realize that as Caliber was basically another Joey Styles called the shows by itself. I didn't know that is. A, I think that so, is an but insult I'm not, to Joey Styles. Yeah, don't no, do that. But I'm just saying, Joey Styles called. <laughs> I know what you mean. Joey Styles <laughs> called shows by himself, and so that's you know. But other, yeah, no, Joey and, Styles. And, and, but I could be wrong on that. I really don't know. But I think that that's the case. But I'm not entirely certain. 
Um, but I, I you know, I said I, he just kind of seems. He almost seems like he's trying to be pretentious with with telling us the different moves and things like that. I understand, you know, the the, the whatever they're called over in Japan or wherever wherever the move is originated from and that kind of thing. It doesn't really add anything to the average person watching the show that's just a wrestling fan. Right. You know, you got those people that that are that are watching the program and they know all that stuff and you know they know that Ken the one that first did the go to sleep and that the the Scorpion Deathlock is so and so's move from the Mexican League or whatever. That, nobody cares about that stuff. The average person watching the show doesn't, and it's it's a nod to ten percent of their audience that watches right. the show, and it's it's unnecessary at times. Right. That's one of the things I liked about Jr. Uh, Jr. and Jared King Lawler. They kept it simple. That's one of the things I really loved about them. They kept it simple, and Jr. called it. Jr. called it like this is sports, and King. Adding in, you know, his jokes and all that, and it just worked. Yeah. And for the well, casual fan, and that's I think for a lot of, because most of us got introduced to wrestling, through, we were casual fans at first anyway. So it's like for a casual fan, it's easier to follow along, and it was entertaining at the same time. So yeah, well, it's storytelling too, is what it is, and it's you know you can see what's happening in the ring visually. It's just what makes it important is what your job is as a broadcaster to come forward with. And to, to bring that to the audience and like this particular move on the knee extends the knee and it hurts the person's leg and this kind of thing. That's what you're trying to get over. And, exactly. uh, you know, I said, I think it's just something I, I said, everybody kind of has their favorites where they enjoy listening to different people. And, um, Excalibur just isn't one of my guys. So like I said, I've, I've enjoyed watching the Saturday show, listening to Kevin Kelly and Nigel because they're, uh, they're both, they're both really good at what they do. Oh, yeah. Kevin Kelly's he's a certified OG now because I remember Kevin Kelly was on WWF Livewire back in the day. So, Q and the Rock used to the Rock used to belittle him every week. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, that shit was hilarious. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. But, but yeah, but Kevin, I didn't I didn't know that Kevin Kelly was still like in the business until I saw I heard him on a um I want to say it was a New Japan show a few years back and I saw he's still yeah. in the business. I think and he so was that, there after cool. I always liked him so. Yeah. And he was really good with a with um with Ring of Honor back in the day as well. So that's kind of why they brought him into this. But I'm glad that they've gone with a different. And I, I hope that it's not just because Jr. was sick that they were there the last couple of shows. Um, but I, I hope that it's a permanent thing that there's a different sound on that Collision show yeah. going forward. I, I, hope I agree. I agree. But just to reference what uh, Hill Club was saying here in the comments, you know, he was saying that you know Jr. was good back in the day. But now, like he's like you know, he might just need to call it a career. I guess, you know, I don't want to say that his wrestling has passed Jr. by, but we can tell like he's not the same Jim Ross he was. Well, the thing is, is like he he's dealing with with issues with his health. He's got some issues with with skin cancer and that sort of thing, and he's been dealing with that. Um, but I think again, getting into the the three man booth thing is hard for him. I believe. I agree. I, agree. And I think that that's difficult to deal with. Yeah, uh, 100% I agree. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that JR is on Rampage. Is he on Rampage with Taz? Who does he call with on Rampage? He's with uh, Taz and I. Taz and Chris. Last I checked, it was Taz and Chris Jericho. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, if it was just JR and Taz, I think it'd be fine. Right. Especially without having Vince screaming in his ear the entire time. <laughs> probably better. <laughs> He's probably better by himself. All right, let's, 
let's run down the last few matches here on the card. Um, sure. Six-man tag team match. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Sting, Darby Allin, and now we know Tetsuya Naito. Uh, who you got? Yes. Um, Naito pins Jericho after a mistake from Sammy Guevara, I think is what goes on. Hmm. I, think- I think that... I think that Jericho Appreciation Society loses this one. <laughs> oh, man. All right, next up we've got uh, Adam Cole. That's going to be a great match, though, by the way. That's going to be a great match. Adam Cole versus, is he still filthy, Tom Lawler? Who do you got now? Yeah. I think Adam Cole's got to win this one, too. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, is the pre-show, pre-show will have the women's Owen Hart uh, tournament Cup first round, and you've got Athena versus Billy Starks. Um, who you got on that one? <laughs> um, man, um, Billy Starks wrestles in Georgia from time to time. There's a there's a, a company called Action Wrestling that's down in Tyrone, Georgia, and Billy Starks wrestles there. Okay, uh, from time to time, I've actually seen her live down there. So. Um, that's another example of what of what independent wrestling can bring to your town as well. Somebody like that that's on television, it's on a on a pay per view now coming forward. Um, but I, I think Athena's going to win that matchup. It makes sense; she's the one under contract there. Um, I'd love to see Billy Starks be a part of this, but I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Okay, all right. Well, that was the card. Uh, Kurt, did you take record of his uh, of his answers? I got every last one of. Good, good, good. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, Adam, we enjoy you coming on to the show. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, to sit with us and, and uh, indulge us with questions, uh, answering our questions and so forth. Sure. Um, I would like to give you this time to, to go ahead and promote the, the show that Southern Fried has coming up on the first. Sure, man. Um, you know, this is our uh, first event after our shindig, which was our 10th anniversary show. Um, back in June, we're going to have our new champion, Michael Judas. Uh, he's going to be there in person uh, uh, with some information. We're going to hear him, uh, hear from him what he thinks about the uh, the Southern Fried Heavyweight Championship moving forward. Uh, we're going to have a, a great number one contenders gauntlet match uh, to name the new number one contender for the Southern Fried Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we have Jacob Ashworth, Nodgesism, Hunter James, Javier Reyes, Billy Buck and Will Caution are all going to be a part of that gauntlet match. Uh, two of those fellas have been the former Southern Fried Heavyweight Champion at one point. Um, so that'll be interesting to see who comes out of that gauntlet match. Um, the classic champion, Nick Halen, is going to take on Alex Cocktail. Uh, our women's championship is going to be defended for the first time from our new champion, Brooklyn Street. Defend against Crystal Rose. Uh, the new Southern Fried Tag Team champion, Dave and Strychnine are going to be taking on the group and uh, debut of Danny Lundy, as well as the tag team match. The Grapplers are going to take on the Exotic Youth. That's going to be a great matchup as well. Our bell time is at 7 o'clock. We open our doors at 6. Tickets start at $15. It's $20 for ringside. You can sit front row about 10 feet away from the ring, man. So you're really up close to the action. And it's a great family-friendly event. We've got concessions. Uh, it's air conditioned inside, real nice building there that the Boys and Girls Club have. It's over in Monroe. Uh, it's about 45 minutes outside of Atlanta, maybe an hour, depending on how the traffic is. 
but it's a great, uh, great night of action and great night of family friendly fun. Uh, but like I said, independent wrestling in the state of Georgia is hot. There are probably 30 promotions in the state right now that are running shows and you can find one near you very easily. Uh, if you want to reach out to the podcast, uh, send that through the social media there and we can find somebody that's near you or I can give you directions to come to Monroe. It'd be great to see you guys out there, but support independent wrestling. It's the lifeblood of this sport. There are people in WWE and all elite wrestling and NWA and TNA impact that are born and raised and came through the independent scene here in Georgia. Guys like Austin Theory, guys like Judas on the NWA, guys like Greg Garrison, guys like Mike Posey, guys like, uh, shoot, man, uh, dozens of others, Ben Buchanan down at NXT, guys like that. They're all here, man. You're going to get to see them coming up through the levels and, and, and be part of their future and see those guys. People that are going to be on your TV that are going to be stars in five years are working independent shows in Georgia right now. Absolutely, man. I appreciate, uh, again, your time, man. Uh, Kurt, Brandon, is there anything you wanted to, to say to Adam before we uh, we send him off and begin the rest of the show? Thanks for coming on with us, man, and taking you know time out. And talking oh, to thank you, guys. And, you know, about, you know, your promotion and everything like that and the somewhat of the origin of that name because that just always kind of stuck out in my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool name, man. It's it's fun to say, that's for sure, man. But uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Look forward to y'all making it out to a show. Um, and, and we'll be – you guys are down on the south side like I am, man. Maybe we'll hook up and go to a show uh, down here at some point in the near future too. Okay. No problem. That, that, that's a bit. That's a bit. All right, man. All right. Thank you, Adam. Take care. Thank you. Y'all take care. Y'all have a good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Adam with Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Thank you once again, my man, for coming on. We appreciate your time. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start the rest of the show now. We're gonna review um, the Monday Night Raw from this past Monday, and then we're gonna jump into the the first episode of Collision. We're not gonna. Uh, review the episode from yesterday. We're just going to start with that first episode. Uh, coming over here to our raw results. Give me one second. Back up here. All right. All right. Monday night, you had the Miz versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I was glad to see uh, Ciampa back. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with him. Hopefully they'll do something right by him. Um, what did you guys think about this match? Brandon? I'm glad to, uh, I'm glad to see, uh, Chumper back. Um, it was a good match. It was all right with me. I'm just, I'm glad to see Chumper back and I just hope that he can stay healthy long enough to, you know, have a decent run while he's on the main roster before he hangs it up. Yeah. All right. Kurt, what is your what was your thoughts on on the match between the Miz and Chopper? I thought it was good. And I was glad to see him back as well because I was wondering, you know, what happened and why he was out so long. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. glad to see him back. Yeah, he had, he had um he had hip surgery. I didn't know that. Yeah, that dude's yeah, had a ton of injuries, man, but he keeps coming yeah. back. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot, and I'm glad to see him back. And I hope he can stay healthy because I think he can have a good career going forward. And look, man, folks can say what they want to about the Miz. He does his job well. He's annoying. He does. He's this, he's hey. that, but he does his job well, man. I totally agree. Totally agree. So, yep. 
All right, let's see. Now we've got, oh, hold on, I think I went too far there. Sorry about that, folks. All right, then we have Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Um, I like Sonya Deville. I wish they would give her a bit of a, a singles run. I'm still not sold on Chelsea Green. I hate her ring gear. Um, I don't like what they did in the in between this match, showing the the stuff that supposedly happened like outside the ring or whatever. Her accosting somebody for filming her or whatever. And I would I would like to see more of Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Um, I thought this match was okay, but I would rather see Sonya Deville as a singles wrestler. What did you think about this one, Kurt? I agree with everything you just said. Everything. <laughs> every word. I agree with everything you just said. All of it. All right. All right. Brandon, what about you? What did you think? I agree with everything that you said as well. All right. Well, I'm glad I could set that tone, fellas. Um, I have nothing to say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Next up is Indus Sher versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Can I just say it's it's I, I feel this way about uh, uh, Cedric Alexander too, but more so towards Shelton Benjamin. It's a shame to see him wasted like this. Um, he is far too good to be wasted like this. Um, the match was a squad. It, I mean, it was what it was. Uh, I really have no opinion of it. What about you, Brandon? Uh, squash and I, I, I kind of felt like Shelton should have got that run a long time ago, but since they didn't pull the trigger on it then, what would make what in the world make us think they're going to do it now? Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's a waste too, unfortunately, because I like I've always been a fan of Shelton Benjamin since he was with the um, uh, that group Kurt Angle had back in the day with him and Charles Hoss and all of them, and Cedric Alexander as well. I think both of them are good. I just, yeah. I agree. See him go down like that. Yeah. So I mean, but it is what it is. Unfortunately, yes, they can they can bring in uh, uh, enhancement talent, or as we used to say, jobbers for almost. But they give uh, sure they feed him two very good talents, and he obliterates them, which doesn't do any favors, in my opinion, to either Alexander or Benjamin. Um, Kurt, what did you think about the match? I thought it was very disrespectful. The uh, Shelter Benjamin and Alexander, and they deserve better than that. They deserve a lot better than that. I cannot disagree. We saw the return of Logan Paul uh, inserting himself. Well, I shouldn't say inserting himself. Apparently, he he received a a personalized invitation to be a part of the Money in the Bank match. Um, I don't hate it, but I just hate that he didn't have to go through anything to get into these matches. The other guys did, but I think adding him to it is a good thing. Um, what do you guys think about the return of Logan Paul? I like it. I like it. And I also like that he didn't have to go through any matches, and that just makes it more intriguing to see how everything play out. Yep. Okay, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. You You make a good argument. I hadn't thought about that. All right. Uh, next up, next matchup, rather, is Matt Riddle versus Ludwig Kaiser. Um, I've really got no, uh, no opinions on this match. It was what it was. Uh, Brandon, what did you think about this match? I did like how they tried to get over in the match. Like, you know, 
Uh, for those who don't know about Ludwig Kaiser, like he has a long history in the business and his family was in the business. So I like the little background they did on that. Once again, it's one of those. It was what it was. Um, and that's it. But I did like how um, Corey Graves put, you know, they gave the background information because I didn't know nothing about him. And so I, I, I like that little touch that they did. Okay. All right. Kurt, what did you think about the match? I didn't like it. and I don't like how they keep trying to push. Um, man, what's his name? Kaiser or Riddle? Riddle. I don't like how they keep trying to push him. There's to to me and like this. It's like you you you're forcing them down everybody's throat. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I I agree, and I think there's just something about there's way too much skin showing on that man. He needs to put on some boots, some knee pads, or something. I mean, he's just out there in straight speedos. Oh man, I don't like that. <laughs> Next up, we had the Viking Raiders taking on Alpha Academy. Um, I think we have all made our thoughts known about Alpha Academy and how we feel about that. That being said, they fall victim to the Viking Raiders. This match was what it was. Um, Gable is wasted. Um, in the way they have him doing now, I also think Otis is wasted. Kurt, what did you think about this match? Yeah, waste of time. And just break him up for goddamn. Just break him up. <laughs> you, let him, you let him win one week. And now you let them lose all over again. Just break them up, yeah, and be done with it. Let them let the lady go off with Otis, and let Chad and Otis build, and just be done with. It. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, what about you, Brandon? What do you think about the match? I got nothing else to add. Don't beat them every week. Gonna beat them if you're gonna beat them every week. Break them up, but you know, it, I I don't know. I, I, ain't got, I don't have no words. I, I think I feel your frustration, sir. I agree. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even really frustrated. I'm just kind of like shrugging my shoulders because it's like I don't have a reason to – I like them, but I just don't have a reason to care about them at this point because they keep putting them in the same old shit. Yeah. So whenever they decide to do something different with them, that's when I pay attention. All right. So next up is Raquel Rodriguez versus Trish Stratus. I like the way they did this match. Um, I like the way that they set up something between Becky and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I hope that this is a avenue for Raquel Rodriguez to get at Rhea Ripley at some point because I would love to see that matchup. I'm a big fan of Raquel Rodriguez, um, so I'm interested interested in seeing where they go with how this match turned out. Um, the match itself was just kind of blah because it was it was only set up to have Becky Lynch come out anyway. Um, but I I am a a big fan of Raquel Rodriguez and am very interested in seeing how this transpires for um, her. Uh, what did you think, Kurt? I totally agree, and I think um, so. Something I'm not happy with is the title run that they've had Rhea because her run has been. Um, Boring at best. She hasn't done anything. They haven't pushed her to go against anybody relevant. So it is just a really waste of her talent mm-hmm. as far as inside the range for WrestleMania tonight. It just it doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. None. And if you're gonna have her defend like this, just let um, Rachel beat her and then let them go back and forth. Yeah. Right. What about you, Brandon? What did you think about the match? Um, 
I thought the match was okay, and I'm interested in seeing what they do with Raquel or if they even try to, like, get her in the match some kind of way down the line or something. I think, you know, right, well, we all have said at nausea, Raquel Rodriguez is going to be a very big star. You know, whenever that time comes, and it's just another, it's just another, you know, point in the road to seeing, you know, what's getting ready to happen. So, I mean, I'm very intrigued to see where the storyline is, is going to go going forward. Okay. Next up, we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bronson Reed. Um, I was very much into Nakamura when he first arrived. Um, I can't say the same about Bronson Reed, although I do like how how agile this man is for his size. Um, not that he's this good, but he puts me in the mind of Bam Bam moving that way as big as he is. Oh, yeah. Um, but Nakamura, like, I don't know. To me, I, maybe I'm the only one, but ring wear makes a difference. I cannot take Nakamura seriously as long as he continues to wear the Elvis outfit. Um, so I really wasn't too, you know, too involved in this match. Bronson Reed gets the win. I'm just like, eh. Uh, what do you think about the match, Brandon? Match was cool with me, and I'm in the minority. As long as you ain't coming out like naked Midian or something, man, what you doing? <laughs> so I just care about what you do in the ring, okay? That's it. Like, he ain't out there wrestling in the dress and a thong and all that other stuff. The only person that could ever wrestle in a thong and make it work was Rikishi. That's it. So, hey, oh, you know, these, the other suit don't bother me. I don't, you know, hey, it don't bother me at all. So, no, it's all good. And, yes, you made a good point. Bronson Reed does remind me a little bit of Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow is one of my personal favorites. So, he, he, you know, he reminds, he has a little, he has a little shades uh, from him. What and this, so, I, I think that's pretty cool. So What this world needs more of than naked media. Uh, no. <laughs> That was some bullshit. <laughs> That's one of those things. I was a kid. Had to cover my eyes. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Even that's his name. <laughs> and I wonder what it was like to be here because it looked like. Because you know what? I, think it, I, I really think that he's just like, boy, this is going to be the funniest shit ever. I'm out here wrestling in the goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, see, you see what I'm saying? This is why the world needs more naked medium. What are we doing right oh, now? Man. We're laughing. Oh. We're having fun. Look, look. We need more naked, naked medium in this was, world. Naked medium was a moment in time. And if you didn't catch that shit, hell, I got something worse than that. With damn, uh, y'all remember? Uh, y'all remember? Y'all remember Visceral for back in the day? The first time he came out with his shirt off, man. Yeah. Oh my! But he came out as Big Daddy V, and I said, "I said, oh no. my fucking god!" What got me with Big Daddy V was the finishing moves. Oh, when he got <laughs> yeah, when when there is no cheese. other way to describe oh, that. With oh my raunchy. I, no, I feel sorry for anybody who's on receiving the end of that. I guess I think their pelvis still hurt. <laughs> Hill Club said oh, we need gosh. naked divas these days. That's never going to Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see that. that again. We'll never see that. We'll never see another evening that, game. That, that, that is gone, sir. That's over. Um, anyway, Kurt, did I get your, your opinion on this match? No, I like Bronson Reed, but I'm I'm done with Nakamura. They need to get his ass off TV as soon as possible with that bullshit gear he wears. <laughs> it's just fucking stupid as fuck. I don't it's disagree. It's dumb. It's dumb. Just get his, get his ass off TV. He look like he on fucking 
speed or some, some kind of drug oh, with oh, that old dumbass oh. outfit he got on just to get his ass off know. TV. I don't know if y'all ever played Grand Theft Auto 2 back in the day, but they used to have like the Elvises that used to run around the town and you could just shoot them for fun. Yep. And they'd go around, oh, ho, ho. So every time I see him, I'm like, oh, ho, ho. You ain't got no sense, man. Hey, man, look, I got, look, I I can can connect so much shit. I'm going to give y'all a heads up. It is like, it is about to storm. Something serious out here. So if y'all hear some thundering and stuff, it's coming out. Where I'm at. I don't know about y'all, but it is dark as shit out here yeah, right now. It, it doesn't look that way in my area, but if you feel we, you know, you need to get off, feel free to drop off. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's, it's cool so far. I'm just, I'm literally, I'm sitting in front of the window. Yeah, I, know right it, now. I know it's supposed to rain or supposed to storm later here, but I guess you're already seeing it. Yeah, because it's coming, wherever it's coming, I just looked at the radar, wherever it's coming from, it's coming from up north and straight down this way. So oh, it's it's going to hit me and it's probably more than likely going to hit y'all. So. It's dark, it's dark as hell outside. Damn. Let's keep on going. Well, next up is Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens versus The Judgment Day. Um, I, uh, This match was what it was. I like Damian Priest. Um, I love what, what Dominic is doing right now and how the crowd's reacting to it. I like Sami Zayn. I'm in. I was about to say, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> you be breathing hard. You're trying to give us an obscene phone call, sir. Um, but I do not like what they're doing with Kevin Owens. I think it's really stupid. I think it insults the viewer's intelligence. Um, but the this match, as it was, was decent. Um, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens get the win. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this match? I hated all of it, every last bit of it, yeah. and I hate how they got damn putting Cody against Dominique. How further down y'all going to drag Cody? You bring him in, he's supposed to be the fucking champion, and now you got him going against you got him go for first Brock, now Dominic. It's like, how further down are you going to take him? Yeah. This shit is just stupid. And I hated every aspect of this match, all of it. All right. Well, there we have it from Kurt. Brandon, what did you think about this match? All right, first, my apologies. I was trying to run and get something from outside. Oh, sorry about that, sir. <laughs> and forgot to put it on mute. <laughs> I'm trying to, but they, hey, yeah, whatever it is, it's co- oh, it's coming. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, my, I'm sorry. I didn't even... I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't even catch. What, what match are we on? I'm sorry. Uh, the main event, the six mans. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cody versus Judgment Day. Hey, well, typical Raw main event. When you ain't got no, uh, when there's not a pay-per-view next week. That's it. Okay. Hill Club says that KO is going to snap someday if he stays like this. And that's what I, like, I know where they're going with this. Or, let me say, I think I know where they're going with this. But it's just stupid. Um, Cody versus Tazawa, that's his next big match. But why, though? Um, exactly. I, I'm like exactly. Kurt. They keep, the t- yeah, they keep taking him further and further down the card, further and further away from the championship picture, in my opinion. And I don't get yeah. it. 
So that was Monday Night Raw from this past Monday. What we're going to do now is jump over to AEW Collision Episode 1. Although we had Episode 2 this weekend, uh, we're going to focus on Episode 1. Um, because just simply because we didn't get a chance to do it last week. And, uh, I think all three of us want to cover this show because we, I I think we all have some very good opinions about this first show. Uh, the, uh, the announced team, as we mentioned earlier, is Nigel McGinnis and Kevin Kelly. Um, start off the show, of course, cult, cult of personality plays and out comes the returning CM Punk, um, carrying a bag and a, and a pair of wrestling boots. I love this promo. Um, he had a chance to, to take his shots at the Bucks. Um, all of you know who listen or have paid attention uh, while you listen. Uh, I am a huge CM Punk fan. Um, and when I said a couple of weeks ago, if, if people wanted to hear me make, make these two gentlemen mad... I said that I think CM Punk is better than Chris Jericho. I really think that. I didn't say that just to make these people mad. Um, I really feel that way. Um, but he returns. I'm going to save Kurt for last. <laughs> Brandon, what did you think about the return to CM Punk? Uh, he's got his own mute. Okay, so he went to get his stuff or whatever. So, Kurt, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you. What did you think about the return of Punk? I thought uh, I didn't dislike the promo. I thought it was way, way too long. I, I, I won't disagree with long. that. I will. I will. I thought agree. it was too long, and also thought if if he gave the impression he was going to retire in the ring, that those shoes he had around his neck are nowhere near what he wears in the ring. Yeah. So I didn't get that. I didn't understand that part, and also. I didn't understand the bag until the end. So it was like, okay, he's carrying the bag, and I was like, maybe that's the title he, he never lost. So he, then you know, I'm still the champion because I never really lost. Yeah. Maybe that was the impression he was giving off. But I thought I, I did like the jabs he gave in the promo, but I thought the promo was just entirely too too long, and it took away from what he was saying. That's just what I what I felt. I was like, okay. I feel you, but it, you going way, way too long. It, just got, it, it, it got, it got boring. It got boring. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I definitely, excuse me for that bump on the microphone there. Um, I definitely agree that it was, it was too long. Um, I like, again, like I said before, I like the shots that he took because they, I loved it. They were, they were it. obvious, but they weren't like over the top like they've done. But it was good. Yeah, some of every every shot, every jab he gave was good. It just the promo was just too long, and it's just like you know, too long promos. People forget everything you just talked about. Yeah, Hill Club says I like Punk. I was like Punk, get to the point. So he obviously agrees with you. Yeah, it was um, just too long, too long. Yeah, I, I I agree. I do think it was too long, but uh, was glad to see him back. Um, the next match. The next match was, uh, well, I tell you what, um, Hill Club wanted to jump in and give some opinions on that. Hill Club. Bring him in. Bring him in. Give me just a second. 
You know, he's always welcome. Yes. All right. There you go, Hill Club. What's going on, Mr. Mr. Hill Club himself? Boy, it's been a long time since I've been on here. I I, I got to remember how to do things like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so what's the deal on now? Oh, yeah, we're talking about Punk returning after all these times that he hasn't been on the television and how he wants to get to the point when I'm like, okay, you could have cut this down like maybe five minutes out of the promo. But Absolutely. I'm like, you know – Punk's older now. He's not like how he was back in the older days and anything like that. And, you know, what else is he going to say that we haven't heard over and over again? It's great to see him. Don't get me don't get me wrong. It's great to see him. But, you know, you got this young talent that you're dealing with now, and the crowd may not be rooting for him much longer. Well, it was evident last night. Yeah, we can get to that later though. But we was evident last night. I think um I like CM Punk too, but I think at some point you got to do something different because it's like we've seen this before. So yep, he's getting absolutely. old, and you know, not saying that he needs to be in a position where he's just putting talent over every week doing squash matches. But we just got we we got to do something. It's time to do something different because we we we're going to hear the same thing every single week, and I don't want to hear the same old shit every single week. Like no, I, no. I just need something different. So Brandon, give us your um your take on the, 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 his initial promo when he came back, and then Hill Club, I got you now. We need your predictions on Forbidden Door before you get off. I got all I got everything up yeah, on my computer. Yeah, we'll run through yeah. those uh, before we before we end the show. Okay, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. All right. So to be brief, when he when they said he was he was going to return and he came to do a promo. It was pretty much everything that I thought he was going to say. Of course, he was going to address, you know, the situation and everything, and he was going to talk his shit. So I wasn't surprised about it at all. I just don't think that it should have been that damn long. (laughs) No. See, that's another person that agrees. And, you know, Punk wants to make a statement. Oh, these shoes, this is what I wore here. We're having this bag and everything. I'm like, Punk, really? Just go out there and say, hey, it's great to be back in Chicago. I apologize to the people that I stir trouble with and move on. Oh, wait a minute. He didn't start trouble. <laughs> he well, no, that's what he apologized either way. But some, people did start trouble and everything, but he took the initiative to apologize. I think he apologized for how he handled it. Yeah. Yeah, he he apologized. What he said was I apologize that the wrestlers you like are softer than you are. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a low blow <laughs> going in the back. And I'm sure the Bucks and Omega and they listen in and they're like, Okay, all right, all right, we'll keep my mouth shut this time. Yeah, I know uh the the backstage atmosphere has to be kind of tight tonight because they're all on the same show. Yeah. So, well, moving right along, we the first matchup, <clears throat> excuse me, was the TNT Championship. Uh, Wardlow, who is the champion, versus Luchasaurus with Christian Cage. Uh, excuse me, Luchasaurus walks out. Well, let me rephrase that. Luchasaurus won the match, but Christian yep. Cage walked out the champion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, what did you think about this match? 
Oh, my bad. I had to run back outside again. <laughs> what about you, Rio? <laughs> That's perfectly understandable. We get no, stuck all the it, time. I, I, my, my whole tote just blew off of my, it almost just blew off of my balcony. Oh, damn. Yeah. Ooh. That's how bad, that's how hard the wind is blowing. So I had to go and pull that back inside too, just so I wouldn't, that's a $150 tote. But anyway, um, well, I'm sorry, what match were you on? <laughs> I apologize, yeah, I apologize for the professionalism, but it's some real shit going on right here. Yeah, there is, yeah. there is. I know it's storming in Georgia, yeah. Um, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. Wardlow versus Luchasaurus, uh, I couldn't believe Wardlow lost. I, yeah. I, I tell you, I, I was could, surprised I could, I to believe, see I that just, myself. I couldn't believe Lord Lowe lost, but what made me laugh is when Luchasaurus put Christian on the shoulders and he was holding the belt. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that was funny. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just thought that was just funny. What's, <laughs> what's, what's hilarious to me is Luchasaurus wins the match, but Christian walks out the champion. <laughs> right. I'm just like, what? <laughs> okay. All right, Kurt, what did you think about this match? It was funny as fuck. It was funny as hell. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Hill Club, what do you but got? I will say oh, go this. ahead. I'm sorry, I think, Kurt. I, I, I think Christian is the shining light in AEW right now, and they're not using him the correct way because he can do a lot better and draw more uh, – a bigger storyline than what they're doing with him right now. Agree, mm-hmm. agree. All right, Hill Club. What did you think about the match between Luchasaurus and Wardlow? Um, you know, I was kind of leaning towards like this was going to happen along the way after Christian failed in the latter match, but then Luchasaurus does all the work, and then Christian Gage walks around and hands up in the air like he won the whole championship by himself. <laughs> like, right. Like you know. You're taking credit for him, and Luchasaurus is just standing there like, uh, duh, yeah, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anybody care about the the QTTV or whatever it is, QTV, does anybody care about that segment? So, no. No. <laughs> All right. We will move on from this one. Hill Club just dipped out. All right, so let me go to the next match. Next up, we have the returning Andrade El Idolo versus AEW World Trios champion Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart. I actually like this match. Um, I thought it was very good. Um, I like the returning Andrade. Um, so I got nothing bad to say about it. I definitely like the match. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this one? I loved it. I thought this was the best match on the car. Hands down. Okay. Love. Love. The only thing I did not like is, and I I want to take my hat off to him with Andretti doing the um, Charlotte move, the figure eight, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that part because I thought that was like, you know, you still work for AEW. And you're doing a move that your wife doing the WWE. So I didn't like that part <laughs> of it, but I loved the whole match. I loved it. I thought that was the best match on the card. Hands down. Okay, cool. All right. Hill Club's back with us. What did you think about, uh, about this match, Hill Club? Well, this is what we talk about, like, the talent that WWE let go and lost down on. Buddy 
Fonny and Andrade were one of the talented stars of Pac there, and this is a perfect match for them to be showcased on a show that's brand new, especially Andrade, who just returned after months of being away, after getting married and then working his way back. So it was a good showing for both of these guys to be on here. And who knows what will lead down the road for these two. Yeah, don't don't forget he popped the shit out of Sammy Guevara, too. So that's part of the reason he was sitting at home. Uh, Brandon, yeah. Brandon, what did you think about the match? I agree with y'all. I, think, I thought this was the best match on the uh, show. Um, I was glad to see um, Andrade back. I'm a fan of Andrade's. Um, and, you know, y'all pretty much took everything, all the other words out of my mouth. I don't have nothing else to add. I really did enjoy this match very much. Okay. Next up, we had two very weird packages. Um, give me one second. I didn't realize I didn't have my phone on Do Not Disturb, and it is interfering with the show. But we had two situations or two things occur. One was out of nowhere, we got a damn Scorpio Scott's package. Um, where the hell has he been? Injured. Yeah. Hurt. He's been hurt. <laughs> oh, hurt. has he? I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's been hurt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got a we got a Scorpio Sky package, as I thought, out of nowhere, but as Kurt just let me know he was injured, so that makes sense then. And then we had quote the premier athlete Tony Nice in the ring with with uh, Mark Sterling. And out comes Miro, who I don't understand his whole new gimmick. But he looked impressive. Um, good squash match. Interested in seeing where they go with him. What do you think about this one, Kurt? Uh, didn't like the Tony Nese or the Miro. I love that uh, Scorpio Sky is back. And I definitely think they really need to use him going forward. Because he's a very, very good talent. Really, really good. Agreed. Agreed. And it just, it's just hurt that he, you know, it just... Uh, unfortunately, he's been hurt for so long, but he's very good, and they need to use him in the correct way. But I don't like the, the storyline of where they're going with Miro at all. Yeah, I, I, I that just made no sense. None, none at all. Uh, Brandon, what did you think about the match? Brandon? Okay, maybe he stopped, stepped away to get some more stuff off his patio or, or, uh. Hopefully the wind didn't take him. <laughs> all right. Yeah, hopefully the storm didn't, didn't swoop him out. I of just, there. I just put my headphones back in. I just heard that the wind ain't sweep my big ass away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What did you I'm just over here? I'm just over, I was just checking an alert to make sure it's not a tornado warning. <laughs> Brandon, 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 is down out here. Brandon is taking each little step or each little point between these, these, these opinions on the match to get his shit together and make sure he don't get man, up. Hey, man, look, I ain't seen a storm this good in a minute. At least that, that one that I haven't slept through. Hey, man, <laughs> shit. I'm sitting here laughing. I sat here and, and me and my son literally went through a storm with a tornado to hit right across the street from us, so I need not be laughing myself. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, but what did what did you think about the uh, the Miro match, uh, Brandon? Uh, I, I I thought it was okay. And I'm glad to see him back in action too, because I'm a um, I'm a fan of his as well. Especially when you know he was Rusev and he went to WrestleMania and came out in that tank. I thought that was the dopest shit ever. So you know, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to see him back in action or whatever. I thought the match. I thought the match was pretty cool for my taste or whatever. And you know, 
and you know it's the first show and everything so you know let's see what happens next all right and what about you hill club what do you think about the match uh, well, we all know that Tony Nese is not going to be a major star, probably, in AEW. But uh, Miro coming back after months of contract problems and everything like that, and he didn't know what to do with him originally. Now they bring him back. Hopefully they'll do this right the second time around. And Miro, I could see him as being a major player for this company. Yep. He's very talented. Even though he's big and strong and everything, but he can still move fast at his age and in his weight class. So give the guy a break. Give the guy a chance to be a champion again and see what they do with him. I agree. I always always looked at Miro like he could be, if you put him in the right situation, he could be a world champion. Maybe he could do maybe one little run or something, but I think he has potential to be a world champion. When he was in AEW, I thought he would have been a world champion by now. Yep. I yeah, thought I it would no, be, but you know, I have no faith in Tony Khan to push. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, yeah no, I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, Miro is just as a wrestler now. That Tony Khan shit, because it, it took a while for me to kind of catch. It took a while for me to kind of catch on to what was going on exactly. Hey man, because you know how you know how, you know how it is when something is new, and then once you get used to, you're like, oh, this thing really is good. Like, oh, really? Look, Tony, <laughs> Tony Khan. Tony Khan, give him some credit. He's changed his spreadsheets from up to the, up and down to left to right. That's how he books it. Yeah. He's booking left to right now. He's not booking top to bottom. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. Mira has as much chance of being AEW champion as me. Dang. That shit does not happen. Damn it, man. <laughs> wow. wow. I, I agree, Damn. though, but I, I don't have faith in Tony Khan to put that belt on somebody who who can get it over. Um, but anyway, we'll move on. Uh, next up was Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. I really don't have an opinion about this match. Brandon, what about you? No opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those matches you could take a little quick, uh, quick nap. No, yeah, that's the okay. bathroom break. That's the bathroom break. Yeah, I had a bathroom. Right. I will drink. I, I will say this. I didn't think the match was good, but I do like um, what's her name? Blue Sky Blue. Yeah, Sky Blue. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I do like her. I, I, I do like her. I like her. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. All right, I'm going to run through the next two things because they're not really noteworthy, I guess. Absolute Ricky Starks. I don't understand where the absolute came from, but Ricky Starks has declared himself an entrant into the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Yay. Uh, and then we aired a Jeff Jarrett tur- or a Jeff Jarrett video package, which really didn't oh. have anything to it. Uh, then we had Tony Schiavone in the ring interviewing the acclaimed. Nothing much to that, in my opinion. Unless you got, if you guys want to stop and discuss any of this, let me know. Um, Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Move along. All right. So the the main event was a, I refuse to say it, it was a six-man tag team match. (laughs) Uh, CM Punk and FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Jay White, <laughs> Juice Robinson, God damn. and Samoa Joe. 
Bullet Club oh. Gold. And you know where they got that from, right? I do not. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so you remember back in the day when the NWO went away oh for a little God. while Please and they no. came back with the new yes. NWO and they went put little silver shit in the logo. Yeah, that's where I know it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like it, I think it was like NWO 2000 or something like yes. that. Yes. Yep. That, that bullshit. That Bret Hart and the damn NWO oh Jeff Jeff. Like, that was some bullshit. They should just. Okay. It's, yeah, that's yeah. what they got that Bullet Club, Bullet Club Globe. Bullet, Bullet Club Gold. The, the minute. I hate I hate all of it. Sitting, sitting around. And the minute somebody pitches the idea of Bullet Club Gold based on the idea of NWO Silver, somebody should have slapped the hell out of whoever suggested it because NWO Silver was nothing but a trip straight to the bottom of the damn card. Well, yeah. well the, you know, they think of it like this because there's a lot of Bullet Club factions, you know. They're not just those Bullet Club original in New Japan. There's yeah. a group of Japanese and everything. They have their own right there. And Bad Luck Fale has his little Bullet Club group. They sputtered around a little bit. And they have their... Bullet Club in Impact Wrestling, as people know. So why not make it Bullet Club Gold? And pretty soon, the Juice and Switchblade are going to add two new members pretty soon down the line. So they have to spread it around a little bit. Well, eh, I don't know. But yeah, Bullet Club Gold. eh. Anyway, uh, CM Punk and FTR win the match. Um... Hill Club, what did you think about the match? You know, those are, you got a bunch of talented stars that know each other. FTR and CM Punk know each other. Samoa Joe and CM Punk really know each other. Because back when they were in Ring of Honor, they had classic battles. And to see a little bit of preview of the re- revive that battle was really, really good with these stars. And I got to say... Out of a five, that was about like 4.5 of a size of that match. I really like the main event on how they did it this time. Okay. All right. Kurt, what did you think about this main event match? Hated it. <laughs> Hated all of them. Hated all of them. All right. Next up. Well, that's one man's opinion. <laughs> Next up, Brandon, what did you think about this match? I actually liked it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I agree. agree. I, I, I enjoyed the main event. Maybe because the show's brand new and everything, and I, I, but I, I, I enjoyed the main event. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was all right. Yeah. And did anybody notice that the cover of the new AEW show was kind of reminding us of like the old WCW Nitro? Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm up. glad you brought, yes, that I brought that up. Not, I brought that up a few weeks ago. Not yeah. only does Collision, the, yeah. the name and the logo and all that look like that, their whole entire entrance way reminded me of Nitro. Yes. Yes. The only thing that I'm disappointed about, because remember what I said? I said, boy, if they come out, they put them AEW letters like those big WCW letters <laughs> on the side. I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, well, yeah it Hold does. On, I like, was hoping that would come out next <laughs> It, it looks like a year 2023 version of the Nitro set. Yes. Yes, it does. I, I, I agree I know, 100%. Right? All right, so before we jump... But I ain't mad at it, though. No, uh, now... I, mad, I, I, like, I like the set. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not I'm, the whole presentation, I'm not even really... I'm not mad at it. I like it. Let's, let's do this. Um, on a scale of five, one to five, 
One being the absolute shit, or let me rephrase that because saying something is the shit could be construed as a good thing. Where number one being something was absolutely horrible, and number five being it was excellent. Um, Kurt, where would you put this very first episode of Collision? I'll give it a three. It was it wasn't bad. I'll give it a three. Okay, all right. Brandon, what about you? What would you give Collision's first episode? I am with Kurt. I would give it a strong three. Okay. Hill Club, what about you? I like it. It wasn't bad. You know, hey, there's something to watch and entertain. All right. What would you give it on on a number scale, though? One to five? Uh, Probably around between a four, maybe. I'll give it a zero. (laughs) Damn. I think I would I would fall. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's not, that's Hill Club's mother, folks, and everything. And she's not she's not a big wrestling fan at all. Hey man, this ain't with a chest, boy. <laughs> I think uh, I'll I'll fall in line with with what Kurt and Brandon both said. I would give it a solid three. Um, it was definitely, in my opinion, better than than Dynamite or Rampage. Absolutely. It made Absolutely. the matches made sense. There wasn't any there was some silliness, but it wasn't overly done in my opinion. So I, I give it a strong three. Correct. Hmm. Correct. All right, before we give, jump give me on, one second. Huh? Give me one second. Okay. Oh. All right, okay. while he's doing that, that'll give me a perfect opportunity to run through this week in wrestling history, history, history. Ooh, goody. Go. All right. Uh, on 619, uh, this day in history, Rey Mysterio Day in San Diego. Um, I said the other day that I didn't even know they had a Rey Mysterio Day. Uh, TNA debuted on uh, June the 19th with Ken, Ken Shamrock winning the NWA title. That's right. Ooh. All right. And then on the 20th, uh, June the 20th, uh, you had Sting versus Cactus Jack at WCW Beach Blast. Which yes, sir. Was a wow. I remember match. that pay-per-view. Yes, <laughs> sir. That was one of my very early. Mine too. Of course, I didn't watch it live. I watched it years <laughs> later. But my brother had the tape. But. That was one of the first matches where I said, this is my favorite match. I loved that match. Yeah, that's what really was big fan of right there with Sting. Him and Cactus. Oh, They put on a show. They, they I did. loved that match. Also on June 20th, uh, Coco Beware was born. And the WWE hosted its very first and last WWE Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view. I don't even remember that. Do either one of you remember the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view? I remember. Uh, I remember it being the dumbest shit in the whole damn world. I don't remember the participants. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. So I remember the, the only thing that I remember about that show was that Alicia Fox was the champion. She was the women's champion. Hey, man, speaking of Alicia Fox, I read a, a well, I read part of an interview with her. Um, she said that she's not retired. She's just you know, kind of doing her own thing right now. Uh, she's a, she's officially no longer with WWE. I do know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she left about what two years ago. Yeah, something I, like that. I didn't realize that she had when she was still under contract with them. I thought she'd been gone. Yeah, me neither. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. Oh, I had, a, had a big old crush on um, still do kind of a big old crush on Alicia Fox. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. On June the twenty first, Tough Enough debuted on MTV, and oh, I remember that. 
Dusty Rose, the American Dream, wins his second NWA title. Then on June June the 22nd, uh, unfortunately, Buddy Landale passed away. Uh, WWE makes a creative change, uh, or actually makes a change to the head of creative, head of creative, easy for me to say, twice in one day. <laughs> Uh, WWE refunds an entire Raw live gate as part of a storyline. Ring of Honor's Road to the Title commences. Muda versus Bigelow in Atlantic City, New Jersey happened. And I'm going to skip over the 23rd because I think the news for the 23rd is bigger than anything else. Uh, on the 24th, uh, Ring of Honor's Sinclair Broadcast Group era begins. WCW's version of ECW runs the ECW arena. That still blows my mind to this day. The WWE ran a show in ECW arena. That's crazy. Was that the One Night Stand? No, because One Night Stand was in um, oh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, Hammerstein Ball, Ballroom. This one, this one was actually ran in ECW arena. That was a house show? I I I can only assume. I can't imagine them doing a major show from that place. Wow. Um if they did, but you know if they did, you know how cool that would have been. Yeah. Well you gotta you gotta remember too, ECW wow. ECW WWE's version at least was on sci fi, so maybe they did do a regular show from there. Wow. Um then you had, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Uh, then you also had Shane versus Kurt Angle in the street fight highlights for King of the Ring. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was just watching the highlights the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> that damn shit. That damn shame. That man deserves a medal for that damn. Man, yes. Man, man. And then, he likes to get thrown around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least for the 24th, Cactus Jack versus Sabu for the very first time ever. Um, now I'm jumping back to the 23rd because I think this there's there's two items of news on this day on the 23rd of June. So I'm gonna, the first one is Kane was unmasked, which I think never should have happened. They should have kept him under that mask. Yeah. Um, the second thing I'm going to mention is monumental in wrestling history because I think this. Along with the NW, uh, the arrival of the NWO changed wrestling forever. For better or worse, it changed it forever. Austin 316 was born on June the, the 23rd. I think it was what, 98? 1998. Yeah. Uh, 98 or 99? I think it was. No, no, 98. No, oh, no, wait a minute. Sooner than that, because 98, he was a champion. So I think it was ninety. It was ninety six, I think. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was ninety six. Yeah, sooner than that. Wow. Okay. Damn. Well, you know, anything over two days ago, I'm subject to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going by. I'm going by King of the Ring history. Uh, ninety three was Brett. Ninety four was Owen. Ninety five was Mabel. Uh, ninety six was Austin. Okay. Then yeah, it had to be that year there. Okay. Well, cool. All right. So now we're going to take on the predictions, our predictions for Forbidden Door, which will be happening in about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, we're going to go through the same matches we went through with Adam, 
Um, I'll give my opinion first, and then I'll kick it over to you guys. Um, we're going to take it kind of slow because Kurt is trying to keep keep uh, keep tabs of all this. So the very first match, uh, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. may not be the first match on the card, but this is the first match listed here that I'm looking at. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Um, I see Ospreay winning this one simply because it gets the IWGP belt off of Kenny Omega. Um, so, yeah. So, I say Ospreay. Kurt, who do you have? I got Will as well. Okay. All right. Heel Club, who do you have? Ah, uh, Will Ospreay. It, that belt follows him everywhere he goes all the time. All right. Brandon, what about you? It's going to be a clean sweep. Will Ospreay. Okay. Cool. Next up, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Um, I've got Brian Danielson in this one. Um, Brandon, who do you have? Taking Okada. Okay. All right. Heel Club. Oh, Rainmaker every day. It's got to be Okada. Okay. All right. Kurt, who do you have in this one? I'm going Danielson. Okay. So me and Kurt have Brian Danielson. And Hill Club and Brandon have uh, Okada. The AEW World Championship match, MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, I don't think this one should really even be a question for anybody, um, but I see MJF winning. Kurt, who do you have? MJF. He's not losing. All right. Hill Club. MJF. And Brandon. MJF. <laughs> I want I, I I want it to be the eyeball with it really makes sense. Yeah, I mean just with this yeah. one with this one in particular, this is the only match on the card. I think it's easy to tell who the winner's gonna be. Yep. Right. Um I think the I think the IWGP heavyweight, I think that's easy as well. Okay. Young boy not winning that match. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that is the next match, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonata versus Jungle Boy. Um, I've got Sonata. Brandon, who do you have? I'm going to take Jungle Boy. Uh-oh. Whoa. Uh-oh. All right. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jungle Boy in an in a upset. Jungle Boy for the upset. All right, who you got, Hill Club? Uh, Sonata. And, Kurt, I assume you have Sonata as well? Correct. All right. The Men's Owen Hart Cup Tournament first round. This one is easy to call as well. CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, CM Punk for the win because it would be ridiculous to have him return and then lose his first singles match. Uh, Kurt, who do you have? Punk. Hill Club? Uh, I guess I gotta go with Punk yeah, in this nah, one. Nah, I guess I gotta go with Punk. Punk's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Brandon, what about you, Sir Philip Brooks? CM Punk. All right, all right. Next up, AEW Women's World Championship: Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. I think I'm gonna go rogue on this one. I'm gonna go Willow Nightingale. Ooh. Kurt, what about you? Uh, Tony Storm. All right. Heel Club? Uh, a storm is coming, and Tony's going to win. <laughs> All right. Brandon, what about you? 
I hate to say it, but Tony Storm. <laughs> I like I like Willow Nightingale, but Tony Storm. All right, AEW International Championship Four Way: Orange Cassidy, who is the champion, versus Zack Saber Jr. versus Katsuyori Shibata versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, I'm gonna go with Shibata on this one. Um, Brandon, who do you have? I'm with you, taking Shibata. All right, heel club. Uh, I'm torn between Saber Jr. or Garcia, but I think I'm going to go with Garcia more. All right. Kurt, who do you got in this one? Um, I'm going to go Cassidy. Okay. All right. So, give, so everybody give me that again because my kids threw me off. So give, All right. Who you got, Ryan? Uh, I've got Shibata. Brandon has Shibata. And Hill Club had Garcia. All right, next up is the 10-man tag team match. John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Konosuke Takeshita. I did it right, y'all. I did it right. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. God damn it, Roger. Finally got it right. <laughs> and, and Shota Umino versus Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. Um, I'm going to go with, simply because I just cannot go with the Bucks, I'm going with the Blackpool Combat Club. Um... Call it hate because that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kurt, who do you go with? I got the same with you, BBC. All right. And uh, Kill Club, who do you go with? I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go away from you guys. I think Kingston, this is his first match back in AEW. And with EC, who is uh I followed his career in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I got to go with them and the Young Bucks. They're going to beat the Combat Club. They have to. All right. Brandon, who do you got? Taking the Blackpool Combat Club reluctantly. Uh, oh, sure. Make me the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is the six-man tag team match. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Sting, Darby Allin, and... Now I can't remember. There we go. Him. Um, I'm going to go with Sting, Darby Allen, and Naito. Uh, Kurt, who do you have on this one? Fine. Okay. Heel club. Uh, same. All right. Brandon, who do you have? Clean sweep. Uh, the same. All righty then. Next up, we have Adam Cole versus Is He Still Filthy? Tom Lawler. Um, I'm going Tom Lawler on this one just because I like Tom Lawler. I'm not a big Adam Cole fan, so I'm rolling with Lawler. Um, who are you going with, Brandon? Because I don't know shit about him. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go ahead with Tom Lawler. I had my. I had my mind. I just had, I just had my mind made up hours ago. I, I, I like. Him. I like him. I'm going to go with Tom Lawler. I like. I like the nickname. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going with Tom Lawler. I'm, I. I I've heard some good things about him. I'm, I'm interested in seeing him wrestle. All right. Like, Hill Club, who do you have? Uh, even though I think MJF is going to get in the middle of this, but uh, I'm still going to go with Adam Cole. All right. And, Kurt, what about you? I love the name. Uh, uh, filthy. Time, time Lauder, but I'm going with Adam Cole. 
Ah, okay. So we got a split there on, on this one. And then the pre-show match, um, which is the Women's Owen Hart Cup Tournament first round, Athena versus Billy Starks. I don't know anything about Billy Starks, so I'm going to go with Athena. Um, Kurt, what about you? I know I've uh, seen Billy Starks work, but I'm going with Athena. Okay, Hill Club. I've seen Billy Starks wrestle, but uh, Athena, she's big in a road. Ring of Honor, I got to go with Athena. All right. And what about you, Brandon? Athena. All right, so clean sweep on that one as well. And that is the predictions, or those are, good English there, those are the predictions uh, that we all have for Forbidden Door coming up at 8 o'clock this evening. And uh, before we get out of here, um, Kurt, you had uh, you had something you wanted to say about CM Punk that you said I was not going to like, and I've been very interested since hearing that comment to hear what you have to say. No, so I thought we addressed it earlier. I just thought the promo was just too long. I thought you know the what he talked, what he said was relevant, but I just thought the promo was just way too long. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. glad he's. I'm, I'm oh, glad that he's back. I'm glad he's back. And I did last night. Uh, even though they lost, I thought that was a good match last night. I agree. I agree. I thought it was a good match, and I thought I thought they should have lost. Okay. I think that's a good. I thought that's a good way of going forward. So you know, I have just. Based off the last, the first two episodes on Collision, I'm not down on it, and I think they're going in the right direction. And I think they keep going. Hopefully, it keeps going. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I agree as well. Um, so before we get out of here, um, Hill Club, was there anything you'd like to say before before we check out? Well, it's about time I get to hear you guys after a couple of weeks and everything. And like Adam says. Uh, condolences and prayers for whoever lost uh, a loved one in their family because, you know, what family is what, what matters, and that's the most important thing, then coming on here for the fans. But, hey, I'm glad that you guys took the time to get me out here, and I hope from now on, each and every time when you come on here, uh, I get to say my piece and everything. But the heel loves this show, and I couldn't wait for you guys to come back on here. I was, I was looking forward to each and every week. So, right, we, I'm glad that you guys took the time for it to be on here. All right, we appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate right. it. So, Hill Club, thank you. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and the three of us are going to wrap up the show here. I'm going to go ahead and cut you loose. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Take it easy, Hill Club, man. See you next time. All right. Gentlemen, I think that was a very good show. Um, I, I appreciate. I love. I love Adam. Yes, I, I appreciate yeah, Adam coming on once again and uh, sharing uh, what he had to say. Uh, Hill Club, as always, thank you for being a a faithful fan. Um, we appreciate it more than probably you understand. Um, and just you two gentlemen, I appreciate you two uh, the work that you put in to to do the show. And uh, sacrifices sacrifices that we all make to do the show. Um, Brandon, do you have anything you want to say to people before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, so first and foremost, and I meant to ask y'all about this on the pregame, but I don't think y'all will mind. 
Um, they were, you know, Adam and Hill Club just, you know, offered their condolences. It is much appreciated, gentlemen. Um, for the listeners out there who may not know, uh, me and Kurt lost the loved one in our family. Um, I lost my stepfather, and he's also Kurt's father-in-law. Um, he passed away of cancer, so and he fought a long battle. So I just want to give my stepfather a shout out, Willie Bernard Welch. I miss you, and I love you. Um, and thanks to everyone who's listening out there. I have a few friends that listen as well. Thanks to everyone that reached out, and you know, you all sent your love and condolences to us. You know, that was a big loss. He's a special man to us. So it's very, very much appreciated. And I'm glad that I didn't realize it had been like over two weeks since we put these headphones on and turned these microphones on and did this show. And it was really, um, really, really refreshing. I didn't realize how much I missed it a little bit. So, and um, you know, everybody have a good week. Enjoy. We have a full week of wrestling coming up, so watch as much as you can, I guess, however much you can stomach. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, uh, a- absolutely condolences to both you and Kurt. Uh, I-, I was in contact with you guys through the through the week, but um, yeah. I just, uh, anything you guys need, anything like that, just let me know. Uh, Kurt, looks like we got two minutes to wrap this up before it cuts us off. What do you got to say, sir? Uh, just to echo what Brandon said, um, really good man. Miss him every day. And to everybody out there, let everybody that you really, really love, let them know you love them. Don't let any any petty disagreements or whatever what you're going through. Let people that you know really love know because life is short and it's life is it's good but it's short. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I don't think there's too much I could add to that. Both of you gentlemen gave some some really strong statements there. Um, so I'm just going to say to those of you listening and to Kurt and Brandon, you all have a great week. Stay safe. Um, and until next week, as far as I know, unless something changes, we will be back on schedule next week, Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. If anything should change between now and then, we'll be sure to let you guys know on social media. Look us up on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and you can find us on uh, Gmail as well if you want to email us some ideas for the show, wwmtent at gmail.com. And until next week, everybody, Kurt, will you please send us out of here with a round of applause? <laughs>